Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jay Beardmore. This podcast is at the Rugby Dungeon. And you can find me, Tim and Phil, every Monday morning on Egg Chasers at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. But now I have Gloss's director of rugby and all-round good guy, Johan Ackerman. Enjoy. Hey, Hi, Johan. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem, man. I've been looking forward to doing this for an awful long time. Is this true? Were you a shooting instructor for the police? Yeah, yeah. I uh, after my school uh, career, I uh, school, I went to the police, and then uh, um, after um, my um, what do you call it, my training, they ask. Um, I applied to be a, a musketry, a shooting instructor in the college, and then I had to do the the um, uh, course there and then when I passed I did it for a number of years I was the shooting instructor there at the police college in Pretoria that's incredible so how long were you a shooting instructor and how long were you a rugby player and what were you doing both both at the same time yeah I did both in the same time I obviously we trained in the afternoons or evenings and uh, from early morning six seven uh, was busy doing um, you know uh, training with the young and new recruits um, policemen um, they obviously uh, you know had a full day with them and then in the afternoon train and uh, I did it I, I joined the police force in 88 I, I became a, a shooting instructor in 89 and uh, and and I left the police in uh, 1999 so it's about uh, 11 years yeah just close to 11 years I was in the police wow so why do you why did you leave them um, what happened is obviously after the South Africa won the World Cup in uh, 95, 96, there was the big um, uh, thing with uh, Francois Pinot and, and the Springbok group who, and, and the Murdoch thing. And, and that's when Super Rappi and, and the professional in South Africa really started and, and contracts started uh, for the first time. So um, in the uh, end of 99, beginning of 2000, I received a contract from the Lions in Johannesburg. So what happened is I had to drive um, either early morning or uh, in the afternoon for training. And uh, that meant I missed half of the day um, at, at, at the police college where the training is happening. And uh, it, it's like anything in life, people was not happy that I... No, I, I not. You know, and I'm working there. But uh, in, in that year, early in the 90s and stuff, you know, the police still saw it as a a bit of a marketing ploy but then later on they you know obviously they felt you know I, they can't 
pay me a full salary if I if I'm not there uh, half of the days. So I made the big decision to to res- resign from the police and uh, go full time with the rugby that I played basically um, from 2000 till 2007, uh, eight when I retired. Wow. So uh, do, you think, do you think there's much synergy between tra- training police and training rugby players? Yeah, I think like anything in life, you learn, uh, you know, obviously part of the course, apart from learning about the weapons and, and the shooting and stuff, you, you learn how to the first month or two, and or basically it's a year training before you become a, and that you have to obviously pass certain things to become a, a instructor or, a, or or in the police college. And uh, part of that is, is you learn a bit about how to present and how to do, you know, classes and how to talk to people and, and a bit of education on on, uh, on on teaching people. So I think, um, in a sense, it, it definitely helped. It gave you that ability to stand in front of people and how to talk and, and stuff. And not like I, I would say I'm the best of, with that, but I'm still saying it gave you a bit of background. And then, obviously, you had to work with um, pelotons of, of 36 um, per, per peloton of, of police officers. And um, I've played, also, obviously, also, and and interchange with some of those guys that played with you. And, and you learn how to have that mutual respect between you on, in daytime, you the, you the sergeant, you in control, and then in the, on the rugby field, you know, you're, you're, they're your teammates. And, and I think it learns you a bit of, of, of relationships, you know, how to, how to handle relationships on, on different levels. So I think it definitely had a bit of a, a transparency over to, to coaching. Yeah, and I guess also if you're a firearms instructor, that gives you a lot of leeway to be, well, I guess quite nice because you've got a gun. You know, it, you know that's the <laughs> ultimate form of expression. Yeah, well, we had the license. To, you know, we couldn't, obviously safety was priority, so we were quite strict on that. But we had the license to, to if we feel they didn't do the, the job well enough to obviously make them run and, and make them do a bit of PT and a bit of hard. Uh, uh, work so that was nice we had that uh, you had that power but i mean ultimately it was about getting you know getting them uh, uh, well trained and, and well prepared for what they need to do um, if they go out on the on the streets yeah so uh, have i got my time my time frame right here you must have been a very young instructor yeah 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 i was uh 19 years old um i was 19 years old uh and uh oh, just give me one second yeah sorry. of course Sorry, I was just a good neighbor by receiving a Amazon packet for somebody, <laughs> and he wanted it now. Um, no, yeah. So I was, I was. Um, my parents put me early in school, so I finished school at the age of seventeen, uh, my final year, and I, I was in the police at eighteen, do my own, my own training, and and obviously, like I just said, and um, and the age of nineteen, I qualified to become an instructor. So I was, I was young, yes. And, and how how did the older officers? treat you because i imagine that there's some pretty hard in south african police officers out there <laughs> no i mean during your training you obviously um you get hard uh, you know they they hard on you and especially um you know obviously any training if you go to the army or whatever any basic training is hard but after we, we you pass out with your basic training and you apply for the different um, divisions, I obviously applied for the for the musketry one, and, and then I got approved, and then I went in that training. And for six months, you know, you you do all the ugly work, and you and you obviously learn a lot from those uh, officers and and senior 
uh, sergeants and senior warrant officers and stuff. But um, eventually, once you've, you know, got your, uh, your your passing out and you do take your first classes, they always will be on the background uh, helping you for a, for a period of time. You're almost like a, a bit of a, a attendee uh, always. And then after that, you know, you, you, you obviously earn that respect. But there's always a respect, you know. They, yeah. I mean, if they've got 10, 15, 20 years of, of experience above you, you will always respect that. And there's the odd days that they, if you if you do make a mistake, they'll come hard out on you. But, you know, I think like anything in life, um, everything builds into one's discipline and character and everything. So uh, all was not bad. A lot of things uh, was good. And you learn how to respect, um, uh, you know, uh, authority. Um, what gets the heart rate going more, international rugby or police work? No, the rugby was always the the, the love, you know. I mean, uh, it, if it wasn't for the police, I would have probably stopped uh, the rugby. I mean, uh, I didn't play any uh, high level at school or, or for uh, in South Africa. You know, Curry, um, Craven Week is a big provincial competition mm. yeah, for for school kids, and uh, and and normally if you don't play that. You don't play for SA schools. You don't play for SA under twenties, and normally, you, you you just go into a normal day job. Um, and uh, in in those years, in the late eighties, nineties, um, the police um, was one avenue for you to go and play, because the the government uh, was still strong in in sport. Uh, and uh, the, I came into the police college. There was thousands of young. Uh, men who wanted to play the game and eventually I ended up in the A team for the under 20 league and, and I thought to myself, you see, maybe if I take it a bit serious and through the fact that I played for the police under 20 side, I obviously got almost seen by the senior coaches of the uh, police team and that those years uh, the South African police rugby team would probably add about 8 to 9 provincial players who played for the Bulls. That's how strong they were. And, wow. Uh, you know, and, 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 and the li- we would have played against the likes of U.S. van der Westeisen who played for Tuckies and, 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 and club rugby in, in those years. If you didn't play for provincial rugby that only started late uh, in, in, in March because there was no super rugby in, in, in 1991, 92 in those no. years, um, you play club rugby on a Friday night, there will be fifteen to 20,000 people watching Two clubs play each other because there's half of the teams will be will, will be Springboks or provincial players. So, so the police gave me that that step in the door to to become a player and 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 and, and then obviously be seen um, as I play against other opposition and and that that's why I made my first uh, provincial start for the then uh, for well they you guys will know them as the Bulls uh, the Blue Bulls yeah. um, and and that's why because they were. That's where I was stationed in the police in Pretoria. Yeah, so the police actually in the UK have got a fairly rich history of professional rugby players. I think of Martin Bayfield, just off the top of my head, Martin Bayfield. I think Tim Rodber, might, no, he was a soldier. The, Dorian West was a policeman, I think, for a little a, a, a bit, a bit of time. Uh, who was the other one? Dean Richards. Dean Richards was, oh, okay. was, uh, yeah. w- was famously a policeman too. Yeah, and I saw the other day the defence game at Twickenham, you know, there was, um, it, was it was quite intense, the uh, defence against the Navy and and there was a few guys playing in that game, and I think Rokunanguni played yeah. at Bath. So I mean that 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 that's the you know obviously we were fortunate that 
it was a, a strong club. Uh, and obviously now it, that things have changed with professional rugby. There's not a lot of players that play at club level anymore. You know, the only avenue now, if you don't get recruited from school by by the uh, provincial sides, you you probably um, I don't know if you're aware, but in South Africa there's a a uh, big tournament between January and April. They call it the Varsity Cup. It's all yeah. our top universities that play each other, and um, and that, that's probably the one avenue still for you if you haven't, let's say, got a break at school. If you go and study, you can maybe get through that um, and and get opportunity. Now. If you think about the boys that you have and you're working with every day, and obviously being a professional rugby player now is is bloody difficult. You know, it's a very very uh, tough sport to get into and, and to reach the top. But do you think that we are missing out something not having guys like yourself who have gone and done other things? You know, even for a few years before coming into professional rugby, a different sort of skill set or or you know mindset, I guess. Yeah, I've always thought about that. You know. Um... I think the reality is, is uh, I don't know if it will ever happen, but I, I do believe that um, between 18 and 19 or 18 and 20, uh, a one-year kind of uh, basic training level kind of course where you just learn a bit about, uh, you know, working with other people, working maybe in a bit of a pressure environment, a bit of... But, um, discipline can always help uh, players. Also, you know, thinking if, if during that year, maybe if there's if they can, uh, you know, almost like a gap year where there's 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 people coming in and learn to, uh, more about you and try and help you. What's your what's your apart from rugby? What's your other interests? Because I think uh, the reality is nobody knows at eighteen, nineteen. I was just fortunate that. You know, if you there was only three avenues for you in South Africa. You either go and study, or you go to the army, or you go to the police. I mean, those years, um, you know, people didn't um, in in my group as a white male. We, there was not a lot of people with their own businesses, and 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 the reality was, uh, army was compulsory. And and if you didn't go, if I didn't go to the police, I applied for the police and I got approved. If I didn't go there, I would have done my two years in the army and uh, and I know there's you know I don't think um, two years you have to do it but I think that if there's a, a kind of process where young players or young men that finish school do, do go do something um, I think it can add to them but I understand you know things has moved on and uh, you know especially in rugby uh, I think the reality is that after after school the clubs or the people that's going to pay that person that they want to invest in him, they want to get hands on him, they want to put them in their in in their program to develop their skills, to develop them physically, and you're probably going to lose out on that if uh, if 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 they're not under your control for a year or so. Yeah, it's a very difficult because I actually think, particularly with tight five forwards, because they don't really mature until a lot a lot older than say a scrum half or a winger or or whatnot. They, there is a sort of a, a time there where they could go out and do something else, but the risk of not being picked up afterwards—it's just too—it's just too great to take that risk. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the, I agree, hundred percent. You, you know, the, the patience on late developers. Uh, I mean, that—that—that's a, a crucial part in today's game. And if you know that there's a program that they can go into and do something else, 
but keep maybe t- uh, keep up to date with their their skills, and then as they mature, uh, then later get the opportunity back. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know the schools as well in the UK, but in uh, in South Africa, the talent is 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 of such that if you don't uh, get into the program, or if you don't get into a a, a, um, a provincial side uh, on an early age. Um, your chances of 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 getting back into it later uh, is is very slim. As as for one, you, you know, obviously there's nothing that is really sustainable. There's a few academies that um, that like the Sharks Academy is probably the cl- the best one in the country where they can go to. And uh, uh, even though they not haven't got obviously the father will pay or whatever, and the parent will pay, and then doing that t- two or three year course where. We studies, he, he gets the you know quali- very good coaching and he gets very good uh, um, uh, physical development. Mm. And a, a guy like Marcel Kutsia, for example, is, is probably the uh, uh, um, and I think even Beast is 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 probably the two best examples. They came to the academy, nobody knows of them. The parents paid, or they you know uh, in in uh, Beast's uh, case, uh, I think he came from Zimbabwe. Somebody yeah. uh, paid for him and. Uh, as they were there, they, they, the, the academy just trained against the senior team. And as they trained against them, somebody said, who's this back rower who's so good? And, uh, and then they said, no, this is a, a, a guy who played in a, in a small little school in Durban. And it was Marcel Kutsi. And in, in a year, he, he, he played for the Sharks. And, and then he got his first professional uh, contract. So, um, That's incredible. But other than, other than that, you know, it's a tough environment, uh, there's not really a a lot of avenues and I do believe um, between, like we just said, 18 and 23, 18 and 24, a lot of players that's maybe the second team or not being signed by the clubs um, but they are good players, they need only two or three or four years and then they actually become men, you know they actually develop into the better player. I think we will be amazed if um, if if one could have kept every player involved. How many other players oh, would yeah. have probably over, overtaken the the stars of the schools? Well, I mean, there's always the case when you talk to any player, really, and you ask them who is the best player that you played with. It's very seldom, seldom, seldom themselves. There's always someone who was equally yeah. as good who just never quite made it. Yeah, and I mean, some kids unfortunately were is is phenomenal at school and. And then two years later, you know, um, the, the 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 what what they had at school is not good enough anymore. But they had the break, and they maybe had the the contract to um, to to move on. And then somebody that that probably had more potential um, never got the opportunity. So I mean, that's that's sport. Um, uh, but um, I, I, I was fortunate to listen to Arsene Wenger. A year ago, before he left Arsenal, and and we they invited all the Premiership head coaches, and Did we they? went up and, and and listened in the at the stadium there, and uh, he spoke and he said they recruiting between fourteen and seventeen or eighteen or something like that, and if he hasn't made it by nineteen, they believe he won't make it as a professional. Wow! As, and I said, and we were amazed because. You know, there's so many rugby players that become good rugby players only when they're 23, 24, 25, you know. And uh, it, uh, it shows you how, you know, obviously how the two sports different. But 
uh, again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a rat race of talent, and everybody pick and and hope they get, get the right ones. Well, one of the best redemption stories that I know of it's actually one of your players. Um, do, do you know Mark Atkinson's history? I've heard a lot about it. Yes, I've heard he's been all over, and you know, obviously been uh, in a fair, but uh, not been recognised and 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 get the recognition he got and the opportunities. Yeah, I mean, he's moved positions, moved clubs. He's been you know, to Sedgley Park, down to Bedford Blues, and then uh, Gloucester picked him up, and you know, absolutely flying now. So you know, you're absolutely right. Late developers, and I'm astonished at, at, that, at that football quote. I, I guess it must be down to the physicality of rugby or some such thing. Yeah, they felt they, they felt they can see the technical skills of the guy, and if he hasn't got it by 19, they feel they can't develop it further. Um, how he's uh, how he's going to handle or s- the speed with the ball or something like that? He explained and uh, and and all the coaches obviously we all were amazed because I, you know I can I I I've picked up guys at the Lions uh, that that haven't even played at, at a high level but uh, and uh, and I was somebody whispered in my ear come and watch this guy um, playing for for a club and I go and watch and then we we like what we see potentially and invite him for a training or two and then eventually um you know he gets a contract so i think there's definitely a different um it, you can definitely get uh, rapid players that can develop at a later stage i, I don't think that's trans uh, as fair but I, I don't know if every club has got that view but uh, it's interesting how they felt um, that if you're not at 19 haven't got certain abilities and and an awareness of, of space that you will struggle as a footballer to get it incredible Incredible stuff. Now, I know, obviously, you, you roll in Gloucester slightly different, so you roll in the Lions. But did, did you spend quite a lot of time at the Lions scouting and standing by sides, sides of pitches watching unknown players? Yeah, it was a bit different from here because, obviously, um, the situation uh, was a bit different with the Lions. I, I Because I took over um, uh, the year they were out of Super Rugby and we lost a lot of players uh to other um, provincial sides and uh, and players who went overseas. So when we started, when we got back in Super Up in 2014, our budget was limited, our sponsors was limited, and uh, and then we obviously had to get uh, players from 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 within the region, but also from uh, from in South Africa. And that's when I got a number of players that was not recognised, we'll call it not. Re-signed by by the provinces and the likes of Ruan Janse van Rensburg and uh, Faf and yeah. uh, and Mostert and Kortnos Kosan and Warwick Tecklenburg is all guys who played in the 2016 final for me and became Springboks and and uh, those guys and uh, it's uh, you know one I, th- I thought it's uh, they had the potential and then. And then we we picked up one or two players that we went and watched uh, at clubs, um, and and just saw potential in them. And one, the one is Jock van Roy, and he played at Bath last year. He yeah. played um, uh, the so, prop. Yeah, so is, is that the, the, the prop? Yeah. Yes. So I mean, so it I had to uh, we had to go and scout uh, all over. You know, uh, uh, one of our locks, Lawrence Erasmus, is playing in Japan now. He, he, I saw him playing for the school that my son played in, and uh, 
uh, and he didn't get any uh, offer from any uh, club when I went Good to. God. You know, so yeah, so I mean, it's a, it, it, like I said, I had to watch a lot of rugby and uh, because of of searching for players. But then again, we were fortunate that. Um, that a few names came around our, our desk uh, from from other places that didn't want them, and 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 uh, it worked out for us well. But uh, it is a, it, it was a bit different, yeah. So uh, I'm, I must say I haven't been watching as much club rugby. Yeah, I've been watching obviously a few games where Harpery plays uh, Jersey or, or or some local teams or whatever, um, and and uh, keep watching the talent. But uh, it's a bit different, yeah, where you. You've got a, a group and, and, and you just uh, slot it in. Yeah, do you think it's different over here because of the sheer amount of games that you've got to play? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it is different, yeah, but also uh, I think the awareness of, of the players back home is a bit easier. So we get, because our schools is so competitive and so well organised and there's different competitions for the schools that get televised, etc. You your access to to players, so you become aware of the young talent that comes through, and you're aware of players playing in your region um, that maybe was good at school that moved on to a club. You're a bit more aware of those names than yeah, you know. Obviously, yeah. Oh, we, we you like I just said, you get the squad. Yeah. I came and I get the squad, and then you. You, 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 you know, it's so competitive environment that uh, uh, there's not really time for developing. Um, and, and then so you fill it up with uh, names like we did, um, sign in maybe uh, some players locally or like Matt Bannon or, or whatever or, or Fraser or Ed Slater come in or you get them from overseas. So it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, you um, walking into this highly competitive Competition and you have to have a, a decent squad to compete to, to compete and and obviously we're going to rely a lot on our academy now going forward to to recruit uh, good talent and and to get school kids in and develop them um, for the future. That's incredible. So let me just just so I know I'm, I'm right here. What what was your mandate with the Lions? Did they just say, um, Johan, uh, we've we've got a team coming up. You need to populate it with good. Um, with good players and then following that you must have been amazed by some of these players that they were giving you that nobody else wanted you must have been, it must have been astonishing to get <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, from, I was, from, from Rendsburg I, 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 yeah I mean I was amazed um, that um, obviously with, with some of the names uh, they were probably uh, to be fair to the to the to the Bulls and and to some of the places they, they were probably spoiled with quality players you know the, you, you can almost, you can only have so much players on your books, you know. You, yeah. Um, and and they were spoiled uh, with with really good talent. And like I just said, um, if you've got uh, say four good midfielders and uh, and and you know all the the potential is there for for one to come through, but you haven't got the the finance to keep him, or you you can't or almost satisfy him. You can't promise him any game time. You know. Yeah. You probably have to cut your losses and, and say we can't give you a contract and I think um, that's where we were fortunate that those players probably were still second, third and fourth choice um, where they they uh, were a bit vulnerable that they know they they either not going to get a contract or that even if they re-sign they're probably only going to play two or three games uh, for the season and, and that 
obviously put us in a stronger position, but uh, to, to get them because we were rebuilding a, a squad. We had no no big names. There was opportunity for them to come and and to, to be the number one. So it, that made it a bit easier. Now, I, I, I imagine this is exactly what what you did but i'll let you i'll let you tell me there must have been some kind of mindset within that group that nobody wants us therefore let's go and win the south african conference and ultimately suit and ultimately get to the final of super rugby right <laughs> no i think that we never made it official uh, discussion but i definitely felt that uh, that was a driving thing for the players you know uh, Speaking to them uh, why they wanted to come to the Lions, speaking to them what was their goals. They they said they just want the opportunity to show everybody that they can develop and can play at the highest level. So the hunger was there, the desire, and I think un- uh, I want to say in the back in their minds and probably back uh, in the in uh, in the drive of the of the of the team there was a a bit of a a, a motivation to say okay we are a group that only came together now we are a group that some of us were not good enough to to get contracted where we were Um, so we're going to work hard together we're going to play for each other and and try and establish that so it, it definitely helped us from a coaching point of view to to make them work hard and to chase their their success uh, that they wanted to achieve. Just, uh, it's just occurred to me. Um, you were such a new team, or with so, with so many new personnel. How do you get them playing with such cohesion? Because that's all. That's what I always think about when I think about the Lions, particularly in the run up to their Super Rugby final. The style of rugby play and uh, the, the rugby played, and the cohesion in which they played with. Yeah, I mean, it was a process, uh, JB. To be honest, I mean, it was um, a process of. Of that we went through in 2013 and 14, developing uh, w- how do we want to be perceived as a team? And I, I would say, Swayze the Brain joined me um, from from the Sharks, and uh, you know he had a, a a vision of how he wanted to play, and, and and I said to him that you know what I how I want to play, and we all with uh, uh, JP Ferrero, who's now at Munster, the defence coach, we all we all were new and we all were exciting. And then we said, let's. And then we obviously went and and we had a plan to play to. But then I had a very interesting discussion with with Dave Rennie about um, you know how his vision is at the at the Chiefs and and stuff. And then we went back and we sat and we and and Swayze was you know. But now we've got an opportunity as well to to just express ourselves. And uh, and we sat and we said, okay, um, to the group, well. The the style. If we want to change the style of the of the of how we we're going to perceive ourselves, we look at um, our player team profile. We look at uh, at the players we've got. That none of our pack, for example, we never had a, a, a the biggest pack, but we had players: the Warren Whiteleys, the Franco Mosterts, the the guys who can who can really um, run for 80 minutes. And we said, okay, so let's. Change our player profile. Let's become one of the the teams that that stretches the teams and and make use of the ball. And uh, and then it was obviously time and 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 hard, a lot of hard work from from all the coaches to to get the skill up to the level of, of to playing that brand. And we were spoiled with with Alice Park um, was a 
you know, 90% of the games is in perfect condition and uh, and it's at altitude. So if we fit, um, we could have run teams uh, that, that they struggle. Yeah, I guess that's almost like the perfect storm, which is if you've got lads who want to prove themselves and they're naturally hardworking because of that, you guys can co- simply concentrate on skills and, you know, you can afford to play rugby like the rugby that you played. Yeah, I mean, and we gave the players a lot of freedom. And, and if I say freedom, I mean, it's not like... It, there wasn't a basic structure and, and uh, structure and players that didn't know how we're going to attack from uh, this left hand, right hand scrum or this line out. There was a basic. We obviously looked at the opposition and, and saw weaknesses that we wanted to play to. But I mean, we uh, that was the big strength of Swayze as well to 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 really hone the the players' uh, individual skills uh, to make good decisions and. To say, okay, when when are we going to offload? Uh, if uh, if we're going to have this running game, we can't afford to knock every second ball and have a good passing skills as forwards and backs. So the, you know, so and that's what I mean with hard work. Apart from the the normal work in the gym and and the fitness, the the, the players had that freedom to express themselves, to go uh, out of structure if they see uh, if they see their space, you know. And, and and you know Elton Yankees or far whoever, he's, they weren't robotic to say oh we have to play this three phases if if in the second phase something open up and and uh, and then they can and they can exploit it they can do it so there was there was good synergy between the coaches what we want what the players want um, and obviously there was a belief in, in from both sides that what we uh, how we present the plan for the week and 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 they bought into it. And, and and vice versa, the trust that they will execute it, but and then we can trust them on the decisions they make on the field. So it was just a, a you know we obviously leadership was an important thing, and Warren Whiteley must get a lot of credit here how he led the team and you know he, how he just galvanised the players as well. So uh, um, we had a psychologist that that really got the team on the same page of of thinking under pressure and and just playing for, again playing with 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 the right attitude etc so you know it was really a, 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 a you know a lot of effort from a lot of people um and uh, yeah it was a was a, it is a process and i think like any organization um if one are happy and you want to be there where you are then uh, you know although you ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Work hard. Uh, you 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 still um, will do it with a smile on your face. Um, did any of the did 
did any of your success with the Lions surprise you? No, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I won't lie. The fact that I just became a, a coach, uh, uh, and in 2010 I was my assistant coach for the first time, and my first coaching opportunity. And, and I mean, in 2013 I became a head coach, and that was quite soon. And then the the reality is, three years later we played in a in a Super Rugby final. That that all surprised me, you know, and uh, and and just again the situation that we were. I think. If I if we had a team, if if we had 2013 a team already established with 10 or 12 or 13 Springboks in, and uh, maybe I had two or three experienced assistant coaches, I would probably would have said, okay, now that's fair. But we, uh, I was in my first Super Rugby. Um, Swayze uh, got back into uh, coaching. He was 11 years only running as the Shark Academy manager. Um, uh, the, my that my defence coach was was the previous coach, um, a te- technical analyst. So I gave him his first coaching opportunity uh, <laughs> and stuff. So so uh, you know so we were all new and they, therefore you know. But I mean, uh, um, to be fair, I mean um, there was a big belief. Uh, you know, uh, we we uh, that um, and if I say believe, you know, we we trusted that. God has put us on this path together as a group of men, and 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 He really blessed us with uh, with with just a, um, almost I want to say the right the people at the right time to get the best out of the team. Well, I mean, if I look at your career through the lines through to Gloucester now, some might say that you are blessed. I mean, do you, I mean you must look back and think this coach in Milwaukee is relatively easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- trust me. My wife won't say that. She look at my, she look at my nails and at, at the stress I'm going through sometimes. No, but I mean it's um, yeah. I feel I, re- I, you know, I really are grateful that it went so well, um, and that God is really blessing me, and and I thank Him for His grace and 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 wisdom and guide, guidance. But the reality is, uh, JB, is that um, yeah, it's it, it, it for me. It's it's because it's people that you work with, you know. It, it, the rugby is important for me, but at the end of the day, I want to, I want to, you know, know that I've treated everybody with respect and treated everybody well, and and that's the most important thing for me wherever I go. You know, if uh, if if I can achieve that, I, I'll be more than happy. Than uh, you know, apart from playing in finals or, or winning anything, um, that's the most important thing for me. So what made you want to leave the Lions? And not so much, what, no, because I don't suppose you wanted to leave the Lions as such. What made you, what made the Gloucester proposition so attractive? It was a difficult one, I must be honest uh, with you. Um, it felt like we ticking all the boxes, everything is going well, everybody is happy. Um, the, the Lions are happy, the sponsors are happy. You uh, almost... You know, got everything smoothed out, and then suddenly this opportunity came, and and uh, you you got a year left on your contract, and you just and you know I was signed for 2018 as well with the Lions, and I thought, why now? Why will this opportunity come? And uh, you know, my daughter was still at school, and um, I sat down and I obviously discussed it with. Um, my wife, but also with with people that I trust, always out of rugby, and and I th- thought to myself, you know, there was a, always a a feeling that um, somewhere 
that you know everybody is getting opportunities. The players started to get opportunities to go overseas. Some of the coaches got opportunities, and we always said, you know, we don't know how long this call it unique situation is going to be where we can stay together as a team and as a as a group of of management. And then uh, after I met with Martin and with David. Um, when the, when I heard about the, well, when they approached me about the, that Gloucester is looking for a coach, I, um, it's probably that the fact that they told me um, that the club um, is hungry. There's there's a group of players that's hungry to work hard and hungry to succeed and stuff. And I thought, you know, um, this is probably a, a good thing for me to leave the Lions in a place where they. You know, maybe in a year or two years' time, the five or six or seven players do move on, and 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 we and and we probably won't go as bad as as it were. But you you in a rebuilding phase again, and like anything in life, if you struggle, then then people will 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 say, okay, no, so now it's a whole process again. Yeah. So um, so I just felt, you know, let me be the one guy that. Give this Lions team that's in a good place to somebody who can carry on with it, and uh, it's, he's got a good team. He's got a the, the, every, financially the Lions is in a good place where, instead of where it were. And I I just felt that I had this piece in me that the the job is done there. You know, um, we've 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 we I saw young men became married men and became matured men and and people. Uh, that that were good men off the field, and I felt th- the job was done. And 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 I, I didn't know what I'm walking into at Gloucester's, uh, but the fact that they said it's a rugby town, it's a passionate rugby supporters, it's a club that you know has got a rich history and and stuff th- that attracted me. That I felt, let me come. And if there's ever opportunity to to walk away from Alliance, let me come to a club that. Um, you know, it's almost uh, similar to what I used to. Uh, and what was your first impression of Gloucester, both as a town and a club, when when you arrived? Because it's much different to Johannesburg. Yeah, well, <laughs> Johannesburg is quite unique, but I mean, I I, I love it. You know, I, I it's obviously like I said, it's everything is, is is smaller in the sense the stadium is smaller, but it's intimate. You know, you you the the supporters are close to you. They 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 vocal. They they passionate. They 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 sound like a, a, a ten thousand crowd. Yeah, sounds you know much harder than a, a twenty or thirty thousand crowd at, at Alice Park. So you know they 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 vocal that passion. They follow the team, um, and uh, it's a great town for me personally because I had to get up in the mornings early to to miss traffic. I left in Pretoria, and it was a uh, hours drive for me now. It's it's 15 minutes, uh, you know, uh, and and 10 minutes, 15 minutes to Hartbury where we train, but 10 minutes from the house to the stadium. So, so it's just brilliant, and I, I just you know love the fact that the town is um, so behind the the team, and and the the stadium is beautiful. So, um, enjoyed so far every moment. Yeah. Now, um, I'm just gonna. I'm trying to think how, how to ask this. Well, I've, I've been lucky enough to ask ask you questions twice before, both at Sale Sharks after games. And I've got to say, after both times of asking you questions, I, I actually thought uh, I'd quite like to play for Johan Ackerman because you've got that sort of um, 
that sort of <laughs> that sort of gravitas about you, I guess. Is that something which comes naturally, or do you work on how to get players to want to play for you and how to be liked as an individual? No, I, I, you know that's a difficult one. I, I don't see myself that way. I just want to. What you see is what you get. You know, um, I, I, I've, I'm very open uh, with. I don't like secrets. I, I try to be as honest as I can with with people, and I and I and 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 I and I, you know, just like I said, I I, I love to have fun, and I love to treat people, you know, the way I wanted to be treated. So, um, and and I think the players um, will hopefully see my heart. Then that I want the best for them, but I also they must understand that I want. Um, you to commit if if you if you if you they you you know want you to that we will have fun and enjoyment but when we're on the field and when you when there's expectation that you as an individual must work hard then you'll do that because then I'll fight for you and and try the try and give you the best yeah because I, I mean if I mean you're obviously a very popular man within the squad how then do you deal when you've got to have unpopular decisions uh, and you've got to make sure that those unpopular decisions have got to be relayed to, to, to a player because obviously that's a different side to you that they don't see on a day-to-day basis but you know, issues have to be addressed Yeah, I think there is times that you have to be firm and, uh, and assertive of, of, of things that you're not happy with but I, 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 I feel the days of Shouting and and screaming and 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 stuff is 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 gone. I you know I think there's ways how to to get your message over and and yet uh, you know put the make it quite clear that um, you know it's not acceptable and 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 you unfortunately have to do it you know um, in certain situations. But that's why I say where the players have to understand um, that honesty that when things are not going well and you have to be honest about uh, that you're not happy with, with whatever the situation is that you will share it with them and and in the back of my mind I think you do believe to have that a bit of you know we all that empathy um, I think that's the advantage probably I had by by playing the game for a long time uh, is that you know I know depending on what the situation is nobody th- does something on purpose um Especially not in a in a, on a rugby in a rugby sense, and and if you can understand that, then hopefully that will control your message. But you have to sometimes, you know, obviously um, be like I said, be strict and and be uh, 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 you know make it quite clear that you're not happy with with something. Now, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know this for certain, but I'm guessing when you were a player, there wasn't a coach like you coaching yourself. Do you do you look back at that and think uh, things could have been done differently, or am I completely wrong there? I've learned the bits from coaches, um, parts of stuff that you that formed and and, and learned that you, and that you remember what you thought of certain situations definitely. But um, I, I then again, exactly what you say. Um, I think there's definitely times that I think if if that if that if you know I, I w- it would have been nice if. The coaches then that coached me or whatever would have think differently or treated us differently or did stuff differently as as what I would have liked to do it now. If you don't mind me asking this now, um, I was reading about you and obviously I've got a a certain image of 
of yourself, both through meeting you at sale and also through our conversation now, and your general TV demeanour. You actually got yourself in a bit of hot water with a drug span back in your playing days. Do you mind if yeah. I just ask you about that and, and how it came about? Yeah, so what happened is uh, I... Um I, I played for the for the Springboks in '96, and in my fourth test, I tore my knee ligament, and then uh, had an operation uh, a, f- a few days later. And the doctor said to me, um, "It's about three months. Uh, then I'll be three to four months maximum. Then I'll be back on the field and ready to go." And obviously, it was a big disappointment. Um, so early in my Springbok career to get this uh, injury, and and it was. Physically, just uh, about a week or two before, or a couple of weeks before the the All Blacks came to South Africa for a three-test series. It was the last uh, series uh, ever from an All Black team. From there on, it would only be in the, the one or the two tests for championships. It was, you know, before that, normally um, the All Blacks came every second or third year for a for a best out of three series. And uh, I missed that. And now, obviously very disappointed and uh, and quite desperate to know you know the taste of international rugby and, and playing for the Springboks and uh, then I started with my rehab on my knee and uh, that was in on the 3rd uh, of August I got injured in 96 and then uh, August went past September went past October went past November came and that was the four months and I still couldn't uh, straighten my knee, couldn't uh, put any real uh, weights on my knee in the in the leg on the leg machine and stuff. It was very painful and and stuff. And then uh, I did my rehab and my, a lot of my weight training in the police college. And there was a bioneticist, uh, 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 like a strength and conditioner um, uh, guy who does all the injured police officers that get injured during during uh, duty. Uh, he did all the all the uh, rehabilitation for the for them, and uh, he told me he looked at my knee and he said to me, "Listen, uh, the only reason why your knee is still painful is the fact that the 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 muscle on the inside, uh, if you flex your knee uh, your leg, the muscle on the inside is is completely." gone you know it's, it's like he's, there, there's no muscle and and that muscle keeps your knee in line and 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 because your knee is 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 not in line that's the pain etc so he gave me he explained to me everything and he said to me and i said to him but it's four months you know and, and 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 how do i get it back and he said to me okay the only thing you can do is is i'll give you a steroid injection and uh then you uh, strain the knee, and hopefully with the that with that the the knee the muscle will come back, and that will eventually end up with your with your pain gone. And I said, well, okay. And he he said to me, okay, are you playing now? And I said, no. I got, uh, the the season is done. Even in South Africa, the season is done. The, the, it's only the 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 Springboks that's going to go on the end of year tour. But Curry Cup, everything is done. I'm not playing. Uh, if my knee is healthy and fit, my first game will be end of February uh, with the 97 Super Rugby uh, uh, starts. And uh, he said, oh, no, that's no problem. This is November now. By January, you'll be fine um, if, if they do um, do testing because it will be out of your system. And I said, okay. And, uh, and he gave me an injection and uh, I started to train. 
came, uh, come January, end of January, beginning of February, um, I got a call from the Springbok manager and said that there's a Springbok training camp. Um, they want to test all the players' uh, fitness and strength just to see where they are before the Super Rapid kicks off. Um, and uh, it's all done in Cape Town. Um, and uh, I got on the plane, got there, and we did all the testing. But funny enough, JB, I, um, and that's the disappointing part, is that um, it didn't even help. That one injection yeah. didn't even help because come end of January, I still couldn't run. I still couldn't do uh, leg weights. I could do a little bit more than what I could, but I, I still had a lot of pain. Um, I, I, I couldn't do anything. So we got there. We did. I did the pull-ups, the bench press. Uh, uh, did my f- fat, the, the body calm, all that, but I couldn't do the running test and I couldn't do the squat test, obviously, because of my knee. And then as we finished the day, the doctor of the Springbok said, listen, you all, guys must all just um, do a, a quick urine test. We just want to test uh, uh, it for how, how you guys are on the all the different stuff in your urine that you need iron, I don't know, whatever thing, and then we're going to do a drug test. So I, I thought, I said, do I tell them, or, or do I believe that what that guy said it's out? And I thought to myself, no man, um, it's so informal, the test is done so informal, you take your cups on your own time, you go to the toilet on your own time, I'll be fine, it's not, it's not that serious. So I, I, I went to the toilet, I did the urine in the cups and I or in the whatever things you tubs and I took it back and then obviously they tested it and tested it for 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 um, enhancing stuff and, and, and then a week later they phoned me and my phone rang oh. and I picked it up and they said listen this is the Springbok doctor I said yes uh, we've got a problem you you have tested positive and, uh, and it, you know obviously it was the most horrible feeling in my life, um, uh, you know, uh, knowing that I'm going to get suspended for two years and, and lose a lot of um, financial stuff, but also most importantly, or, or worst, um, lose, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 caps and, uh, and probably uh, a lot of my Springbok career. Yeah, I, I, you must have been... I mean, I, <laughs> I guess in in today's society we're very very judgmental, probably much more so than people were people were then. But regardless, when you got that phone call, you must have been absolutely devastated. Yeah, I was uh, I was upset with myself. Uh, I was upset with the misguidance I got from a people that uh, a person that you think will know, you know, work with people that that can help you. Um, I was upset with. I, I felt. I felt the disgrace that, you know, I, I know people is going to judge me um, and think I became a Springbok that I've used stuff before. Um, I, I I've obviously felt horrible towards my wife and, and, and the disappointment she has to face. And, and then and now I had to sell my house. I had to move back to to a, a, a police house. Um, obviously, that's a bit that's cheaper than the, yeah. than the house I had. And I had to sell a car, my car and so it was, you know. So it was a, a, a very humbling um, experience, and obviously a lot of people had a lot to say. Um, it's only your true friends that stayed with you, and, and people that that you only realised who, who your true friends are. And 
and that, that it, in the sense, it, it you know, it it, it was a, a dark place in my life because I I was cross for the world. I I I, I you know took it out. Um, I, I was I, I became stupid that stupid thing socially by you know drink a lot and do stupid stuff and 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 my wife had to suffer through that and then but eventually you know again like I said God had a plan and uh, he he got me back and and I and when I got the opportunity to play at the Lions uh, you know I I didn't know after two years if I will play again but uh, you know thanks to to uh, Doc Light and, and, and Laurie Mains, they got me back in there and, and I started to play and and then my main drive was I said if I can only put the jersey the Springbok jersey over my head one more time that will be like the, the uh, you know the best thing ever just to show people I I didn't need any drugs to play at that level and you know thanks it was thank to God's grace I, I I played another eight times for the Springboks after that so yeah so I was I was fortunate or nine times whatever so I was I was really um, was a was a tough time but you know it's it was all forming to me with a lot of other wrong decisions I made and a lot of other injuries I had and a lot of other um, setbacks where coaches didn't pick me or whatever um, it it. One don't realize it, but it formed me, you know. It formed me who I am, and it 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 added to my life experience that I can sit with the players if they come in my office, and I can relate with them, you know, and I can share with them, and hopefully, um, I, I I probably I can't always make them feel a hundred percent better, but hopefully they can. We can all learn a bit from what uh, we've all experienced. Um, who was it hardest to break the news to? Uh, my wife, um, yeah, I had to drive to her to the new house that I just bought, Ugh. and I had to tell her um, what that I had a phone call and uh, that I'm probably going to get suspended, and and that means that you know my contract will be null and void and cancelled and stuff, and that we probably have to sell um, the house. So that was quite tough. It was a quite an emotional evening. I can only imagine. Um, do you know when you look at the players now? I mean, obviously you were well looked after as a, as a Springbok and you were, you were well paid for what you did. But obviously the money in rugby is growing more and more and more. Do you, bearing in mind what you went through, do you, do, you have, do you have more understanding for the lads who find themselves at the wrong end of this temptation to take a shortcut? Because the riches on offer now in rugby, I mean, they're just going to get greater and greater. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of temptations out there. I mean, obviously, uh, the, the the players has to be so careful because of social media and and and, and all those things. And uh, especially if you're injured, I think uh, the biggest challenge now. I don't think players will take a chance if they're playing where they want to play. If I can, if if that makes sense, so yeah. if they play for the for for Gloucester, if they play for Northampton, if they play for the Lions, for the Stormers, I think they 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 won't, and for the international sides, I think they won't be that naive to to take something, but it's it's just under that. It's when they and that under twenty level when they're at school, I think there's a you know South Africa's there's a, I think the school kids there I think is 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 definitely um, looking at their heroes, looking at their they stars that they uh, uh, look up to and, and they want to look the same physically and 
and then obviously the 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 when there's injuries, uh, the players lose so much money if they injured and uh, if they not get back on the on the pitch and they don't you know some of the players got maybe incentives if they play certain amount of games and and also you you know if you if you injured and uh, and it's a long term injury six months you think you're not going to be tested and you think uh, well that guy who's taking my position. I need to be better than him when I come back. So I think all that temptations is definitely, but, you know, my only advice is run away, you know, don't yeah. even go, go there because it's not worth it if, uh, you know, maybe 10 guys can get away with it, but one guy, if you're the unlucky one, is not going to get away with it. And uh, I think you, we saw now what happened with Apiwe de Yanti, you know, um, He's a he, yes, of course. Last year he was up and coming. What, uh, was he with you at the Lions? He was. He, not, he, he didn't play for me personally. He was. He was. He was. We we knew about him, and we in my last year before we before I left, we invited him to a couple of trainings uh, to train with us. We saw uh, he's playing really well for for University of Joburg. But uh, as I left that. Um, he, he trained for, like I said, he trained with us. But we had Kortnos Kosan, we had uh, Ruan Kombrink. Um, our wingers were in, in form and playing for the Springboks then. So, he, uh, but then as I left that following year, 2018, that's when Swayze really pulled him in, and uh, and and he became a Springbok in the same year, plus Player of the Year. You know, oh, uh, I, I was lucky enough to meet him in Monaco when he won player, a young player of the year yeah. uh, just an yeah. outstanding young man and it's such a shame that I mean hopefully there'll be a reasonable excuse for it or something hopefully he's he is young enough to uh, bounce yeah. back from it but a, a, a very impressive young man but again he's a great guy but again I, 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 you know it's, it's, it's to, to me it's you know wrong, uh, wrong advice if you know, if 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 he said, like uh, apparently it's it, it, they suspected his stuff that he used and it, by his sponsor supplements. And again, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I blame the supplement company that sponsor him to not be a hundred percent sure that yeah. the stuff that the, you know th- that's why I say so. The players must be so careful with what they get sponsored with and what they get advice from and. And obviously, um, you know, rather use the stuff that the, from the clubs because that is certified and and approved. And then you've got a backup if if something happened that you only use that. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, at at the moment, I think the temptations. Uh, hopefully, the players will will turn their backs on that. How do you rebuild a reputation after something like that has happened? Yeah, well, I was fortunate, and it, it took obviously, like I said, a lot of hard work, um, and, and and a lot of grace, and 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 I got back in, in 2001 when I played for the Springboks again. You know, I had a lot of support, and over the years, it, it, it you know, it, obviously, like anything in life, there's other stories and other things that take over, and, and life move on, and people, people, you know, I was, I never really had. Any problems? People invited me all over the country, and I, and I was treated well. And and and, and I think, uh, hopefully, I've proved myself um, over the years um, playing in South Africa and, and and stuff. And 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 sh- I, I'm not shy about about the lessons I've learned to share that. And 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 it's something I can't hide. You know, therefore, I have to live with that. Um, but the reality is, 
I think my my kids suffered a little bit um, that, uh, well, as a consequence because as my as Ruan grew up in school, um, that's the sad thing is that um, the kids he plays against at at the 14, under 15, under 16 level, uh, he will walk off the field and uh, you know and then he said to me, oh, um, we told him at an early age so they know so it was not a secret but uh, he will say, oh that that lock or that guy. Um, as he tackled me, he said to me, uh, "Yeah, your dad is a is is a is a steroid user, or your dad of is this, or your dad did. is that." And I mean, I think by myself, okay, that boy wasn't even born uh, at that stage, so probably so somewhere, uh, his dad probably had to sit during the week um, and say to him, "Yeah, you're playing against Johan Ackerman's son." You know that Johan Ackerman has used there, or what, you know what I mean. It's that. Hey, Johan, they're probably yeah. uh, uh, they're probably still singing it now at the bottom of rocks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the reality is, it, you know, it's it's sad to think that people that had to tell their children that if just to try and upset your, you, you know, you know, try and think they're going to make yeah. everyone uh, negative about it. But um, yeah, ach, so but I mean, from a reputation point, I, I, I'm not shy about it and uh, 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 it's a mistake um, and 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 I say you know show me one person without a mistake but um, but the reality is that some people in the early part was was judgmental but over the years it it, it went away so I'm 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 glad for that Excellent. Well, um, before I let you go, I, I, I mean, I couldn't possibly conclude this interview without pointing <laughs> out that this weekend there is a Raw the Big Match. And I, I don't mean, uh, is it Gloucester away at Leicester? I don't mean that one. Uh, I mean the one on Saturday morning. Have you got, got any thoughts of, thoughts on that? And um, will you be supporting England for an easy life or are you going to be f- f- fully behind South Africa? You know what, uh, JB, I have to... Um... I, with uh, with my whole heart, I uh, you know I have to support South Africa, and uh, I uh, you know it will mean a lot for the country, and and it is the country is going through a difficult stage, and 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 always will. Uh, um, so just for the spirit of the country and stuff, it will be great. Um, it you know what Rasi has done for the team in the last two years. You you, you look at my wife is at the moment. Um, in South Africa and she said it's all going to be green and they've opened up the whole um, the pay TV has, has agreed that the national TV uh, broadcasters can show the game as well so it's going to be massive so therefore I really will hope um, but my brain feels this is one that England probably can win they 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 play if they can reproduce the performance they did against uh, New Zealand they uh, to me, it was just a more all round. There was there was tactical kicking. There was good running rugby. There was good defence. We said Africa probably won against Japan and against Wales with probably because they only had a good scrum and a good maul, you know. Um, so that 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 that's a bit of a worry unless there's something else that they can produce um, that that catch England uh, off guard, but. Um, I won't mind, and I say this not to to cover myself, but I won't mind if the best team win, and, 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 and on the day, it's a dominant performance, and if it's England, they win, you know, then fair by them. Um, I'm just glad that South Africa is back, you know, back on the top, and they, they play good rugby, because two years ago, three years ago, it was really tough uh, inter- in, in, for the country to see the, the team struggle, so 
they they back up there and uh, as long as the the, 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 the team that win uh, that's that's my biggest hope don't win with a controversial decision like a a, 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 a 50-50 penalty yeah. that, that you know that people say shouldn't have been or a or a yellow or a red card or something like that you know well I, I it'd be interesting to see I don't think anyone's challenged England physically yet I think I think the Springboks will and uh, it'd be interesting to see what England do if they can't get front, front football because they rely on it so much so I agree I, with you 100% day. I think that's the one thing that England has an experience um is that uh, that physical uh, challenge? Um, I, th- I felt New Zealand was very soft on on, on the tackle. So yeah, so time will tell. But you know, Eddie and the whole team has done an amazing job. Out of interest, doing it as well. Uh, out of interest, not to second guess your uh, your countrymen there. How would you how would you set up this team? Would, would you go with um, with an extra lock in the back row, or uh, you know, basically put on the most physical team you could? Yeah, um, I think. Uh, Rossi will stay with the same 23 um, and only bring Cheslin Colby back in. Uh, I, I can't see him change his formula now by not having uh, Franco Moster and Francois Lowe and Arges Neymar on the bench. Um, you know, it's obviously a little bit of a risk on, on the back uh, line if you pick up one or two injuries, but um, at the moment with, with the versatility that they've got with Francois Stein that covers everything from Ten right through to fifteen, and Jeslin Colby who can cover uh, fifteen. I think they they fine. Um, so they, therefore, I do believe he'll he'll stick with that pack that's big, and then he'll bring. You think it, the only thing I, I'm waiting to see is will he start with with Beast and uh, Bongi and 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 uh, Malerbo? Will he start with Kutsov and and uh, Koch and uh, Malcolm because uh, they the stronger front row? But do they want to? Do they do, you know, does he want them to come on second half and, and try and get penalties or does he want to start with his base front row and, and try and put pressure from the beginning it's not a bad problem to have is it no not at all not at all well uh, well Johan thank you very much I really appreciate it um, I wish you all the, all the best with Gloucester and hopefully one day we'll be seeing you coaching in coaching international also whether that be South Africa or elsewhere but be, but, but best of luck and, and, and thank you so much I appreciate that thanks for the for the chat JB and all the best I please see you soon yes take care mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market 